You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Friday, April 23rd, 2021. On tonight's show, which is brought to you by Locker Room, we'll be discussing the Nationals' 6-0 loss against the New York Mets. Talk about how great Jacob DeGrom was tonight, because I think we really just, you know, really do have to appreciate how good he was. Talk about the Nats' performance some. We'll look ahead to the rest of the series when they have coming up um, next week as well. But I think this is a great opportunity to reflect on maybe an opponent's performance, because we don't do that a whole lot. And tonight was one of those nights where you just kind of have to. So uh, we'll talk about Jacob DeGrom and how special he was. All right, so let's get after it here on the Locked On Nationals podcast. Final score of tonight's game was the Mets 6, the Nationals nothing. This game was at City Field in Queens, New York, and the Nationals fell to 7-10. and 10. The New York Mets are now 8-7, and seven, still in first place. Nationals are in last place, but they are just two games back in the National League. So really, not a whole lot of harm done there. Um, in this game. Pitcher of record for the Washington Nationals was Eric Fetty. He went five innings, three runs, giving up two Ks, two walks. Things were pretty good for him. We'll talk about him in a second. But the real star of the evening was Jacob deGrom. deGrom tonight, a complete game, two hits, and really should have been one uh, because Michael Conforto took a ball off his wrist, kind of on a dive. It was very weird. 15 strikeouts, 109 pitches. His ERA now is at .31 in his first four starts. Let's break this one down. So Jacob DeGrom tonight comes out really strong out of the gates, and it was one of those evenings where it looked like, you know, he probably wasn't going to get much, as much run support as we thought he would. We didn't think DeGrom was going to get, um, you know, a ton of support, and then Things kind of came around later on in the game. Eric Fetty hits J.D. Davis when he's actually up in a, in, in a count. And then uh, I believe Jeff McNeil walked at that point after that. And following that, DeGrom doubles into left. J.D. Davis scores. And then Brandon Nimmo reached on an infield single that allowed um, both – well, infield single, yes uh, – that allowed McNeil and – uh, DeGrom to both score as well. So, you know, that that, that was actually not any field single. That, that one went that one went to the outfield and, and Stevenson could make the throw at home. It was just too fast. Uh, on ESPN, for some reason, it says reached on infield single. I believe that ball was a just a straight-up single to the outfield. And at that point, they finally had a 3-0 lead. Dom Smith singled and left in the seventh inning. Nimmo scored to make it four. Nimmo homers uh, after another DeGrom hit to make it 6 nothing. Jacob DeGrom in this game also got two hits as well. DeGrom was two for four in this game with an RBI. Now we can get to the pitching performance. There was a certain point, and I believe it came in like the sixth, especially the seventh inning when the Mets got up 3 nothing, where F.P. Santangelo and Bob Carpenter, the Nationals uh, color analyst and their play-by-play guy respectively, kind of got to the point where they were admiring the performance from DeGrom. 
even though it was a 3-0 ball game. And what was so interesting to me about that is FP and Bob are normally very positive. They're very pro-Nats, but it was one of those evenings where you just kind of realized that they realized they knew what they were watching, and there was really no hope at that point either. And you just sit back and watch the other guy cook and just sit there and, and you know, have your jaw hit the floor. And I'll say mostly about the first seven innings um, because I believe DeGrom got the 15 strikeouts in those in those seven innings. I don't think he got any towards the back two. You know, they talked about, oh, you know, he was five away from Max because Max the 20Ks. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't get any of those in the back end. But really what was impressive to me was just kind of watching it was that sense of this was over, right? The sense of it was over for the Nationals from the outset. And FP and Bob talked about it. Are you going to blame the Nats for that? Can you really blame the Nats for what happened tonight? Jacob deGrom was pumping 101 mile an hour fastballs. It's not actually an aberration, friends. It's not a joke. Jacob deGrom was throwing 101 mile an hour fastballs late into this contest. Jacob deGrom was throwing them in the seventh inning. And Bob Carpenter told a story about when he was a kid. I'm afraid he was talking about, but they said, oh, he's throwing 93 in the seventh inning. And now we're watching Jacob deGrom throw 100. And for Jake, he's just using three pitches at this point in time, right? He's using the fastball, he's using the slider. Really just two. I mean, fastball and sliders, all we need a little bit of change up in there as well. But those three pitches, when you throw 100 miles an hour, are really all you need. I mean, you, what else would you ask for from a guy when you've got that good command? I mean, he didn't walk anybody all night long tonight. So for him... He is, you know, at this point, I mean, he is the peak of his powers. He really is. He is not, and I've watched a lot of him throughout his career. Obviously, now a lot of Nats fans have watched him as well. He's never looked to me to be this good. Like this, I know his two Cy Young seasons are absolutely ridiculous, and he's going to have a couple bad outings. I'm not sure if ever he's ever looked that good like he looked tonight. The only good piece of hitting against him I really thought was um, was that Castro at bat. I mean, obviously, you had the one that Stevens hit to the outfield. But in my honest opinion, that was a ball Conforto should have caught. And so really we're talking about a guy that saved one pitch, was basically on the no-hitter. Um, he was on the no-hitter kind of run, the peak, in my opinion. He was on the no-hitter plane where, you know, they discussed, uh, FP had mentioned it, how good Max looked when he had his 20-strikeout game. And he said, yeah, you know, maybe Max, um, you know, was that good? And then the no-hitter, obviously, 17 Ks. And it's no-hit. But he, he said, you know, in terms of stuff, I mean, we love Max's fastball. Max's fastball didn't look like this. It didn't look that good. And for Jake, just in the end of that game, blowing it by people, seven innings into the game. I mean, there are certain times in your life where you just have to sit back, especially in sports, and just be like, wow, what I'm watching is truly – Spectacular. It would be a music performance, whether it be a player's performance on the mound, whatever it is. There are certain times where we just sit there and you tip your cap, and I tweeted that from the Locked On Nationals account tonight. There are some times when you just tip your cap and you say, what I watched was truly marvelous. What I watched was truly spectacular. What I just saw 
there's not very many people out there who can do it. And I'm and that that was Jacob Degrom tonight. Uh, the last rocky start was not not excellent for him. No no earned runs, 14 Ks, but got a little loose there towards the back end. Gave up a home run. It wasn't earned because of the errors that happened that preceded it. But it was not his best of the best. And even that Marlins start, the 14 Ks, not his best of the best. And you go back to the Philly start where Luis Rojas pulled him out. And you can talk about whether it was a good decision or not first start of the season. But Jake asked for an extra day of rest. And you can say, well, they could have used you in that Cubs series. Nah, man. Tonight he was just lights out. Like this, this might have been the best start of his entire baseball career. Uh, this, in my opinion, I cannot think of a game where he looked better. And the chance of MVP, MVP, MVP were raining down on him. Uh, and rightfully so the entire game. I, I can't really say that Mets fans were wrong for chanting MVP over the course of tonight's contest. And it just started, uh, I think, probably in the fifth inning, sixth inning. And they kept following him all night long until the very end of that game. The MVP chants were right there. And it was just a spectacular performance to watch. And look, at this point in the season, I know it's early on, but Jacob deGrom is your league's most valuable player. That's what Jacob deGrom is at this point. He is, uh, you know, in his four starts this season, he has a .31 ERA in 29 innings pitched. Um, he is averaging 16.7 strikeouts per walk. He has allowed 13 hits so far this year. He has 50 Ks, only four runs. One run has been allowed over the course of this season. He is now 2-1, which... You know, it's so surprising to see Jacob DeGrom have a nice record, uh, considering the fact that when he won the Cy Young the first time in 2018, Jacob DeGrom's record was 10-9. and It was 11-8, and excuse me, the following season, 4-2 and last year. He's now 2-1. and So to see Jacob DeGrom get some run support is a scary prospect for every other team uh, in the division. But right now, man, I mean, you can't argue that anybody else this year has been better in baseball. And, oh, yeah, you add into the, I mean, you add into tonight's game, right? The fact that he gave himself the go-ahead run in this game, um, and had the team helped him out as well. But he gave his team the go-ahead run. He had two hits tonight. Now, I know in the end of the day we won't account that. Maybe we do. Maybe we do account some of his hitting at the end of the year into his MVP season, uh, if he is an MVP. But I mean, think about at this point in time, right now, just the way he's been hitting. Uh, it's just, it's truly spectacular stuff. And so we really should appreciate the way this guy has been playing. I mean, so far this year too, just to mention kind of the batting numbers, I mean, the guy is hitting 545. He had 200 last year. His pitcher's pretty decent, but 545 this year. He's got six hits and 11 at-bats, and he's just, put you know, most, most simply put, he's been the best. So, look, I, I thought we owed it to Jacob DeGrom tonight to give him the first 10 minutes of his show. Uh, number two, I mean, what do else? What else do you want me to say, really? And we'll get to the Nationals in a second, but there's not a whole lot they could have done tonight. There really wasn't a whole lot a reasonable person could have expected the Nationals to do. We'll talk about what they did. We'll talk about Eric Fetty's start when we come back. First, a word from our sponsors, though. All right, let's talk about Eric Fetty's start tonight and kind of the rest of the Nationals 
and the way that they performed in this game. Well, I thought Eric Fetty actually didn't do too badly. He gave them five solid innings in this game. Three runs that that fifth inning was not great, but still five solid innings. He ran up against a buzzsaw tonight, so not really completely on him in this contest. But you think about the way that he pitches. Fetty relies on that sinker, the cutter, uh, a majority of the time, followed by the curveball changeup and that that four-seam fastball that he uses very sparingly, uh, I'll have to say. Tonight's start, you know, um, like I said, like not not horrible, not great. Um, usually the Nats team, you'd say, you know, in a game like this, you know, you got to score, especially him on the mound, give a guy four or five runs. Tonight you're looking for one or two against a guy like DeGrom. You just weren't going to get them, so that's kind of out of the way. But, look, Fetty is trying to maybe knock down – he's trying to get one of those starting spots because here's the reality of this is that with the way Nationals, you know, like, maybe not knock down one of the starting spots, but but here's what I'd say is, he is their sixth starter. In a situation where they have to look and say, okay, we have John Lester back. We have Steven Strasburg back. You know, somebody needs to miss a start. They have a doubleheader where an extra guy has to go. Eric Fetty has solidified himself, and, and the, I know tonight's performance wasn't excellent, but still... I think Eric Fetty has solidified himself as that sixth guy they can go to, they can count on. In his last two starts, they won with him on the mound. And so I thought with the way he pitched tonight, in normal circumstances, that kind of performance would give your team a chance to win a ball game. That kind of performance would give your team a chance to stay in it. And look, Max Scherzer gave up four runs you know, in, the, in the beginning of his first start. I know it's, I know it's different. He got downhill and started going, and things went well for him. But still, three runs over the five innings that he pitched tonight, not horrible. And I thought his command was really good for the most part. I thought it started to teeter once he hit J.D. Davis. That's when things kind of went wrong. But he did have a really nice pitch that got Conforto looking at the nab bat. I, I thought he was rolling at that point in time, it's just the problem is the Mets offense came alive. The Nats offense really never did and didn't give them much of a chance. Here's what I will say, though. At this point in time, once again, the Nationals have been playing 500 baseball um, kind of since you know since that Dodgers series that I mentioned. Also, too, once again, kind of getting back to the Fetty thing. If Strasburg goes out, if, you know, if they don't get John Lester back for a while— if Joe Ross needs, you know, uh, goes down, or you know, if Max Scherzer needs needs some rest, and they have to, you know, bring a guy in, much like the Mets did with Joey Lucchese yesterday night against the Cubs. Eric Fetty can be that guy to give you a solid start and help that you know your team team um, have a chance to win. Do they want him in the rotation full time? No, it's not the way this team was designed. But could he be in the Nats? Still have a chance to be competitive every fifth day. I think over the last, over so far this season, the answer has been, you know, I'd lean towards yes. Sure, that first start against Atlanta was really challenging for him. But for but since then, the two starts that he made against St. Louis and Arizona were both victories where, I, you know, he pitched very well and uh, the team backed him up with some offense. They gave him five runs of support and six runs of support in the following game. And look, maybe they do that tonight. You know, they have a better shot. But he's got the wrong pitching matchup tonight. And I think things look a lot worse for Eric Fetty than they truly are in reality. So I would say kind of hats off to his effort tonight. And I think we should, you know, uh, you know it's going to be overshadowed. But he has positioned himself to be that sixth guy they call upon in his spot 
where they need another starter, all right? So I'm not saying he should be part of the rotation. Just saying that sixth spot, he gives them an option of guys to go to the IL, either day off, whatever it is. He solidified himself. I don't think it'll be Paolo Espino. They're only using him right now because they have to. But right now, as it sits right now, Eric Fatty will probably get one more start, it sounds like, at this point in time with Leicester and Strasbourg still trying to come back into the fold right now. So that's kind of where you're thinking Eric Fetty probably gets another go at things next time around in the rotation. All right, let's take a break and we come back and take a look at what is left in the rest of this series for the Nationals and if they can get their bats going with two more games left to go on their trip to Queens. But first, a word from our sponsors. Tonight's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. They've got six new awesome flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, chia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those go along with 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange toffee, almond, and coconut, as well as peanut butter brownie. You guys have a chance to get a free cooler with your with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next purchase at BuiltBar.com. That's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's discuss what is left for the Nationals in this upcoming series. They've got two games left to go, the first of which will be tomorrow, a Fox Sports 1 game. I believe you can still catch it on Masson, but Fox Sports 1 at 4.05, and it's going to be Marcus Stroman against Joe Ross. And the Nationals need to mine their P's and Q's tomorrow against Marcus Stroman because Stroman has been excellent so far this year. He is 3-0 with a .90 ERA. He is coming off eight strong innings of three-hit baseball, which yielded one run in Colorado before that, six innings against the uh, the Phillies, and before that, a six-inning start against the Phillies as well. So Stroh has been very, very strong thus far for the Mets. He has been the guy that they paid for, and so the Nationals, after kind of a tough day today, need to dial back in. But this is why we thought that the Mets would be such a challenging team is if they could get that rotation rounding into any kind of form that we thought they would, um, they're going to be <laughs> they're gonna be a damn tough team to beat. So Nationals come back out tomorrow. I know it's tough with no uh, Juan Soto. I know the Mets are angry after their their sweep, but Nationals come back out there tomorrow night and battle and realize they're not getting a guy who's got the electricity to his stuff of uh, you know a guy like a Jacob DeGrom, a guy that does generate a lot of contact in Marcus Stroman. So a lot of opportunities for the Nationals generate some hits tomorrow um, in this game. All right, So Nationals back out there tomorrow in that game. And then they've got one more left on the docket in this series where they have a break and they go to, uh, they go to Florida, not Toronto. They would play Toronto, but they're not going there. And then they've got Patrick Corbin on the mound. Um, and uh, he will be going up uh, against Taiwan Walker. And and mind you guys, it was announced today, the Nationals, because they have the off day, are going to skip that Espino spot in the rotation right now. 
and that's going to allow them to go with Max Scherzer. So with these days off, they're going to be able to go um, Scherzer on Tuesday, then Wednesday they have a game, Thursday break, Friday game, Saturday game, and then you go Scherzer on Sunday. So we're going to see Scherzer pitch on Tuesday and on Sunday because of these days off. It allows them to be able to skip a spot in the rotation right now, which is very advantageous with Steven Strasburg out. I mean, it's almost going to be like, you know, if he if he comes back uh, after that, it's almost going to be like they never really, you know, he never really left. Like, like, like you know, they never, never had to put somebody else in for him, right? Because Espino ostensibly is the guy filling in that spot right now, and he won't have to. Uh, over, at least over the course of the next week, a bargain injury. It looks like Paulo Espino is not going to have to pitch for the uh, for the Washington Nationals right now. So uh, Corbin on Sunday, one ten start time versus uh, Taiwan Walker, another guy who you know has got he's getting the high strikeouts, but he did did fall apart a little bit in the back end of his outing against the Cubs. So two gettable guys. No Stroman's been great, but they can focus on making good hard contact. Uh, they'll be good. The Mets also got a lot of bloop, bloop singles tonight, so th- part of the damage being done. This really wasn't a 6 nothing ball game, in my opinion. It was more like a 4 nothing ball game, to be totally honest with you, whatever consolation that is uh, <laughs> at this point. But, yeah, so Nationals, good opportunity to make some hard contact tomorrow. And hopefully the old Joe Ross returns to make that start tomorrow, not the guy who, you know, really was, got shelled in that start against the Cardinals. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, please stay safe.